in the name of our creating God, renewing Savior, and sustaining Spirit. Amen. Amen. I last had the opportunity to share my thoughts from this pulpit on August 6, 2017, the Feast of the Transfiguration, which coincidentally was the same gospel lesson we just had last week when we heard a profound sermon on light, grief, transfiguration, and community. In today's gospel reading, we hear that Jesus, after his baptism, wandered in the wilderness and was then tempted by the devil. We celebrated Jesus' baptism two months ago on the first Sunday after Epiphany, back on January 7th. Telling the life of Jesus out of order confuses the storyline, if you want to follow things in historical, chronological order. However, the great minds that put our lectionary together weren't always thinking of telling Jesus' story in chronological order, but rather giving us a curriculum of study for our Christian formation. In fact, the gospel writers themselves weren't always that concerned with chronological order either. They wanted to get their perspective on this amazing story through to their readers. Our three-year cycle of lectionary readings does the same, giving us insight into the life of our Savior, providing the basic elements of the Christian story while providing supporting materials to understand our faith more fully as we move through the year. The church year progresses from Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany through Lent, Holy Week, Easter, Pentecost, and the months of Sundays afterward, until we begin the cycle over again. On its way, it lays out for us a plan of study to experience and rehearse the stories of salvation that are the basis of our Christian faith. So, here we are on the first Sunday of Lent, and we hear Moses talking to God's people about their time of captivity and wandering and about the land that is eventually provided for them to call home. In response to the bounty that God provided, the faithful are asked to give back the first of what is produced. In his letter to the Romans, Paul tells us that everyone who confesses Jesus as Lord raised from the dead will be saved, and that everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Luke's description of Jesus' temptation after wandering in the wilderness is a somewhat frightening account that reminds us of our own confrontations as we decide which path to take. So we are saved as the Israelites were saved from slavery and from their wandering in the desert. We are raised to a new life in Christ. Paul tells us that all that is necessary to achieve this salvation is to confess and believe and call upon God's name. All are justified. Everyone. That is established. God loves us, 
and sent his son to draw us all into that love which surpasses all loves. It is ours for accepting. Well, that's easy, isn't it? Okay, so what next? Moses talks of an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. But we can't forget that the Israelites wandered a generation before arriving in Jerusalem. They were lost and confused for a long time before becoming the great nation of the people of God. This idea of wandering resonates with me. How about you? For some situations, I just don't know what to do. People say that I am a classic Libra. As for me, things are not always black and white and must be weighed judiciously. It is so frustrating when there seems to be no obvious solution to a problem. There are times that I struggle with issues, times when I feel like I had that problem solved yesterday, so why does it still trouble me today? I thought I had that figured out, but now I'm not so sure. How do I proceed? In Psalm 91, we read that God is our refuge and strength, in whom we put all our trust, and that no evil, nor harm, nor plague will come to us. Angels will take care of us. There have been situations that I have found myself in, physically dangerous circumstances, times of grief, or emotionally tumultuous times from which I saw no escape. But now, after the fact, I know that the angels were on task. In the moment, I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. But after a time, I realized that things worked out. I survived, or even thrived. We are all wandering through our existence, sometimes feeling like we are already in the promised land, knowing all the answers. And then, sometimes feeling lost in doubt, confusion, or temptation. Life is often like a journey through the wilderness. We began our liturgy on this Lent one with the great litany chanted in procession. In this ancient prayer, we ask God for mercy and deliverance from just about everything imaginable and pray for everyone and every situation dreamed of and then some. We do this in procession, symbolizing our faith journey through life. The choir members, liturgical leaders, and clergy walk around surrounding the congregation, evoking the wandering of God's people in the desert, searching for answers to prayers. Walking in solemn procession also connects us with the wandering of Jesus in the wilderness. We begin with this ancient liturgical act on the first Sunday of Lent to remind us that we are all embarking on a journey called Lent to be led where the Spirit will take us if we let her, 
just as Jesus was led in the wilderness to his eventual temptations and ultimately to Jerusalem, Gethsemane, and the cross on Calvary. How many of us think of Lent as that time when we have to give up something, maybe even use it as a time to lose weight, cut carbs, or avoid chocolate? (coughs) Weren't we taught that Lent is supposed to be all about sacrifice, to think about Jesus on the cross? Well, maybe. And if that is working for you, great. I think there is so much more to be gained from following a Lenten journey, more than losing a few pounds or avoiding cavities. Not that those aren't great things. For some more guidance on our Lenten journey, let us turn again to our liturgy, specifically to our Sunday collects for the five Sundays of Lent. The collect of the day for Lent 1 that we read this morning asks, for God's help when we are assaulted by temptations or weaknesses. On Lent 2, we ask for God to be gracious to all who have gone astray and that we hold fast to the unchangeable truth of God's word. On Lent 3, we pray to be kept from adversities and evil thoughts. By Lent 4, we are asking for the true bread that is Jesus. And on Lent 5, we ask for our hearts to be fixed on God, where the true joys are to be found. Lent can be a time of opening our hearts to accept this amazing act of love from our God, who wants nothing more than for us to love each other and to love God in return. Paul tells us that all we have to do to gain God's salvation is confess and believe in our hearts. Can we do this by ourselves? Possibly. But I believe that it is so much easier to do when we spend time with God and with each other. As we share our faith journey in community with the Holy Spirit at work. We experience God's love and do the work of the angels in our human interactions. We find and are found by God in each other. Who can say that they have never been buoyed by a smile from a fellow parishioner or by seeing that friend you haven't seen in a while? Some also experience this as they regularly come together to read the daily office at 9, noon, and 4 on Wednesdays in our beautiful chapel. Many choir members tell me they are fed by coming together to sing and experience with scientifically proven results. Hint. Even though I know that there are many who question elements of the creed, I have this amazing feeling every week when the assembly stands to affirm this faith together as one voice. We come together, each on our individual journey, to worship together, to pray, praise, and hear the new lesson in our curriculum of faith, read and then unpacked by a preacher. And we strengthen each other in this process.
Our liturgical tradition presumes that we are coming together regularly to check in, to hear the Sunday lessons and pray the collects as a light on our path of faith. This year, instead of thinking about what we might give up for Lent, think about making a Lenten journey a time of coming together and joining the community to hear and feel God's presence and preparing for that ultimate message of love as performed on the cross. Let's all take the walk together through Lent and dive into the special services of Holy Week and then on together to the glorious celebration of Easter Sunday. Amen.